Bill, do you know we are strong? No one can tell us we're wrong. Right, right. Searching our hearts for so long. Mm -hmm. Both of us knowing. Love Love is a battlefield. Ah, love is a battlefield. It is indeed. It is indeed. Now I've got Pat Benatar going. I you know. know. Yeah. And this is yeah. not the Pat Benatar episode. No. However. No. 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 <laughs> However, this this uh, episode, hello, everybody. This hello. episode is going to be, I think, a lot about, about metaphor. Metaphors. You know, and metaphors. the different levels of meaning and reality that exist in the world. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We might get deep. It'll be a little deep. We, we have our shovels, but we're, you know, we're... We we're have do- shovels. We have a bottle of wine. <laughs> right. We have we're, some we, metaphor we're, dice. We're prepared. We're, we're prepared. prepared. And so we're glad you're here with us. We are very glad. Yeah, this is the second half of the doubleheader today, you know. <laughs> this is when we, I, I, when they record on air and people they don't say, know what this you're isn't talk- exactly Bill, March. they don't know what you're talking about. Well... Second half of a doubleheader. I understand that, but we, you know we're 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 recording, and we've never done a couple of episodes of podcast recording back to back. Even though it's going to, this is going to be played another at another week. <laughs> Y'all just know intrinsically. Just never mind. Never mind. You know, you're just. I'm just totally making you know making crap up. I guess I'm not sure. Back to back to our topic. Back to our topic. <laughs> all, all he was saying was that I'm going to be gone one one week when we normally record, so we're recording two episodes. Two episodes on the same day, and, and yeah. you would probably have never known that if you I had not, not said it. But you know, now you do, and you're in our life, in our world. Yeah. We wanted to include you. Yeah. So. So here we are. Yeah. Episode twenty three. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. Twenty three. That just boggles my mind in, in a sense. Yeah. This uh, th- this poem that you you chose, I've I've analyzed it and read it, and it's a uh, it's a uh, sweet and poignant to me. Mm-hmm. You the know, poem we're going to talk about today, sweet and poignant. Let me tell you a little bit about Bill, where this was at. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but <clears throat> um, what what we do on here on this on this podcast is we take a poem that someone's left in the rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we're recording at, and we talk about it. And many years ago, the, the museum's 10 years old, when it when it first opened, it was in an old tin shed, and there was a corner of it, and I just decided, this is going to be the secret corner. Okay. And I put, um, and I'll put some pictures up on the wackypornlife.com so you can see what the corner looked like. And people wrote on the walls, it was just tin, they wrote on the walls, and there was a little uh, wooden box, it's a really strange box, I don't even know what it was used for, and it just, I wrote secrets on mm-hmm. it. And people put secrets in there, and you could take other people's secrets out and read them, or you could just put your own in there. And uh, that's where this poem came from. That is very in- – that mm-hmm. gives it more context and helps mm-hmm. it to make a little more sense, mm-hmm. uh, the poem, a little more – to me, a little more sense to me, mm-hmm. that it was a secret, kind of a treasured place to place this. Yes. You know. Yes, to share with others anonymously. Anonymously, mm-hmm. yes. Shall I read? Yeah. Six of you lived in my womb. Two of you sleep peacefully in your rooms. Where did the rest of you take root and bloom? That's Very, a lovely poem. It's lovely. And yeah. it's just like how, you know, I, um, how, I guess, special that this person felt like that they could, um, I'm assuming she, womb, mm-hmm. um, could, could write this and, uh, in, in a safe space and, and place it. It is anonymous, but... Uh, um, a nice little um, token treasure for us to 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 analyze, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that the woman who left this probably never thought we'd be being discussed on a podcast, but mm-hmm. it is worthy. And yeah, yeah. It's it's very lovely and it's very introspective and it it's uh, haunting. 
haunting is a good word for it. Mm-hmm. And it does make you wonder about all of the the questions that we have, uh, and particularly women, particularly those who have children, the questions you have about did you do did you do well? Right. Yeah. <laughs> did know? I do it right? Yeah. Right. Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I lost someone along the way, if I lost a child along the way, whatever that could mean, whatever that loss could mean, certainly, you right. know, physical or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I supposed to think about that? Mm-hmm. You know, what? How? How do I go on with that? Yes. Yes. Did you notice the uh, question mark is not a question mark; it's a heart. I did not notice that. I thought, you know, that's a, it was a little special touch at the end. Interesting. It's, it's, the question mark is, I, it's a question mark that has been modified into a heart. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was interesting because you know, this is someone, this question is dear to this woman's heart. Mm-hmm. Where and, did the rest of you take root and bloom? Yeah. And it's also, it's really a rhetorical question. I'm sure she's not asking for a specific answer. No, and right. You know? Correct. Correct. So yeah, I, I think the same thing. That adds to the poetry of it. Yeah. The rhyme of it, I think, is 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 wonderful. Six of you lived in my womb. Two of you sleep peacefully in your rooms. Where did the rest of you take root and bloom? It's um, it's an off rhyme, especially womb and rooms, right, and then right. then more the 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 perfect rhyme with room and bloom, although rooms has the plural on it. But that um, is you know is adds to that haunting yes, quality yes the evo- evocative nature of it it's it's something that's really tough to do i think this poem does and it's only five lines is that it does convey an idea and a theme of deep meaning meaning and resonance for people and it's also using some some real um, poetic devices that elevate it in terms of its style right yeah and being so literal, I wondered again. You know, I wondered if this woman might have had all six. Whether this it was a surrogacy situation, I was so literal, and did only two of the of, of the embryos survive? So many questions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And 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 the two that sleep peacefully are they sleeping in their beds or are they sleep peace, sleeping underground? Mm-hmm. Um, and the mm-hmm. rest did take root and bloom. Were they adopted? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the, all six were uh, adopt. Well, four were adopted, two were not. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions. Or, or she had all six of them, and then the four of them are gone out there in the world, and she just wonders, That's true. you know, how that they're doing it, out it, there. It, it yeah. may not necessarily be as uh, a little somber as what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, there's definitely a somber quality there, to c- it. Certainly, <laughs> certainly, yeah. yeah. There's a yearning and a longing in the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pinnacle question to me is uh, again: the, two of the children she she seems to have contact with, four she does not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it, it, it's it's an interesting question to me. Yeah, take yeah. root and bloom. Uh-huh. To, to take root and to bloom, I think that was interesting. It ties into our, our you know um, our botanical theme, you know, taking root, establishing roots. At the base, blooming at the top, mm-hmm. to take root and bloom, mm-hmm. uh, is, is is a beautiful way to phrase things. Yeah, yeah, to to sh- to shine your light, to yeah. show your beauty, you know, to express your colors, whatever it is. Yeah, um, letting your petals open up and and have the world take a gander yeah, at you. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, I think that's what mothers do. They give children roots, mm-hmm. and then the stems and leaves develop mm-hmm. and so forth. And the bloom is at, is at the last part of the mm-hmm. of the. Uh, growing situation. 
Yeah. And she seems really positive because she's not saying, did you yeah. take root and bloom? She says, where did you? Where did you? Where did you take root and bloom? Yeah. So there's an idea that, that everyone uh, is perhaps doing well. Yeah. There's yeah. just a mystery. Yeah. About it, just like there's a mystery about any other person's mm-hmm. life that mm-hmm. we have, as close as we can be to someone, there's yeah. always things that we don't know there's, about them, there, and there will always be, always be, and Husband, that's wife, part of the wonderful mystery of life. The mystery of life, you know, right? <laughs> and all the world's a stage, and all the men and women are merely players. There, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's yeah. one of the greatest metaphors of all time. Well, why was this poem uh, personal to you, Sean? I mean, is that is that getting too deep? Are we digging too deep in asking this, or is it, it was it, it just, is it just something that appealed to you because it was you felt special that this person left this for for I, you? I I felt what I said a few minutes ago is that it had a very uh, clear and um, meaningful theme, and that it was poetically written. Mm-hmm. So the, both of those things put together. And it was it was a deep sharing, and it was, it was a secret. Yeah, it was a secret. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. It's a, mm-hmm. this woman shared a secret mm-hmm. with and us the, and, and trusted us with this. Yes, and the box. I'll, I'll put a picture of the secret box. I still have it. It's not hanging up in the museum now. But on the side of the box, it also said, "You know, put your secret in here for others to read." You know, or read someone else's. Mm-hmm. So the you know when you put them in, you knew someone was going to read them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a an act of um, generosity to share something that's really personal and intimate. It's very hard to do. It's hard to do, you know, it, and it takes some trust. Mm-hmm. It can be freeing in a sense to think I'm gonna I'm gonna share this and mm-hmm. kind of you know unburden myself with some of my questions and maybe yeah. let someone else take up the Learning. mantle. Learning to have deep intimacy with someone is a lifetime thing mm-hmm. that not all people even learn. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm still working on it. Absolutely. Well, and with and, uh, that, we have... I just picked up a bottle of wine. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. And it, uh, there's a cork a uh, corkscrew at the top. It's ready. It's to in pop. the process. Ready to pop. <laughs> Dear listeners, I have a bottle of wine here because um, I got this the other day, and it was just perfect for our podcast because it's called. Um, Coca Varie, and it's a California Petite Syrah, vintage 2018. But on the on the front of the, the label, it's a, the Henri Rousseau painting. It was his very last painting that he did Where's called it? The Dream. It's on there. And then on the back, the label says, when Henri Rousseau first exhibited The Dream in 1910, the poet and critic Guillaume Apollinaire remarked, the picture radiates beauty. Nice. It's a gorgeous I felt like label. This it's about a gorgeous this poem label. Yeah. Too. This poem radiates beauty. It does radiate beauty. It does radiate beauty. And so, and then the rest of the label says, "We feel the same about our 2018 Petite Syrah." Mm-hmm. And this is from, um, I guess, Cocavari is okay. the name of okay. the winery in in California. It's a so we need label. to have a little of this. Oh, I agree. As I agree. we continue on with as, our as we podcast. continue with, with, we with, with this beautiful poem, we're uncorking as we speak. There, right, there we go. <laughs> Cork has popped. <laughs> this is a smaller bottle of wine. I don't know. Some wines come in these. They're not the full whatever a bottle of wine usually it's petite. is. It's, it's petite. A, it's is that what that means? Petite. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just saying it was a smaller. Oh, Syrah great, I, I, but I, I don't I, know. I just, I just made that up. I, who, who knows Here we go. Let's Here, cheers. Test. Cheers to 23. Here we go. 
Mm. Lovely. Mm, yeah. It's a nice cherry. It's very cherry. Nice red, heavy bodied. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's a very poetic wine, um, and so po- I just wanted to do that in honor of uh, this poem. I wonder if this woman wrote this poem and w- might have had the vision that other women would read this and might have experiences similar and would would ponder their own questions. Probably, and you know what it makes you. What it helps you to ponder and helps you to think about is that it doesn't tell you what to think. It, it's not propaganda. It doesn't try to give you a speech or a lesson. It's a poem, mm-hmm. and it's a metaphor poem. And so that's the power of poetry is in the metaphor. If you, are, if you, do, if you don't grasp metaphor, and, then you probably are never going to be a really good poet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you do, that's what's going to make you a great poet because you can say things like all the world's a stage and uh, all the men and women are merely players, and we mm-hmm. know immediately. Think of all the pictures that puts in your head. Yes, yes. Or yeah. when Emily Dickens says, all the says hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you immediately you get that image of the bird that's getting ready to – you know, to fly out and, mm-hmm. and to be free, and that's mm-hmm. what hope is. Right, the definition of hope. Yeah, but if you tried to give a dictionary definition of those things or to try to preach to someone about those things, yeah. it ain't going to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to work. And, <laughs> it ain't going to work. You know, this woman, um, I, I, I keep saying woman, but uh, it she, is. she yeah. gave us She gave us a, a, beautiful, a beautiful poem, but she also um, cleverly, cleverly gave us a little bit of a riddle here. She okay. thought she she thought enough to she thought enough to, to to share this situation, but so she it's almost like um, six of you lived, two of you now sleep, where were the other so we're left to uh, she, I think she knows the answer to this more than we do. Oh, okay. Um, so it really, really is rhetorical. She knows she more, knows. She, or she knows more of the answer than we do. Mm-hmm. But she's letting us in a little bit on mm-hmm. what she knows. So mm-hmm. that was very clever because now we're because this makes me think. I'm I'm thinking. Hmm. I wonder what is she trying? You know, two live, two two are there. Four. We wonder what happened to the four. Are they blooming? Are they thriving? Are they? Um, it was it was kind of a gift, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, That's I, the poetry. Clever. That's the poetry That's of it too, because you're 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 guessing what she might have in mind. You don't really know for we don't sure. Know. We don't know. But if we knew for sure, they're probably the the lines would probably not be poetic. They would not be poetic, and it, it would there not would be, be no as, mystery there. Right? Yeah. We want mystery. Yeah. We thrive on mystery. Yeah. And I wonder if this woman is. Um, I wonder if she is uh, has sorrow. I wonder if this is a, a, a you know. Uh, again, I'm inferring this is part of the mystery. I'm, I'm wondering if she's lamenting. You know. Uh, it doesn't feel like it to me because both of the metaphors she's using. Those are very positive ones. You're yeah. peacefully sleeping, you know. You're resting peacefully. Yeah. Or you're taking root yeah. and you're blooming. Yeah. Do you know I just noticed the word rest? Um, so that could be thought of in two different ways. The resting in the room. And then she also said the rest of you take root and bloom. Yeah. Verb and noun. See, they're just there's layers. It's tiny little poem written on a. I think that's a piece of card catalog. Okay. Um, blue paper marker. Uh, that was folded up, written with blue marker, big looping manuscript handwriting. Um, concentration on, on metaphor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
And, uh, it, Sorry, it, I just had to take another drink. Right? Yeah. It's, it, we 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 we're, we're, we have to we have to digest this and you know work this out here. So I, I wanted to tell you a little bit something, Bill, and and all you all out there listening too. <clears throat> thank you. This is this is not our typical episode. You know, we're not being real funny. But yeah, yeah. I, I think, but that I, we're, I like it. I do I like too. This. We don't we don't always have to make you giggle. Right. I don't think tickle right. your tickle your cheese. fancy tickle your, your cheese. Yes, <clears throat> but I I looked up. Um, uh, some stuff about metaphor, and I found an article in Psychology Today called Why Metaphors Are Important. It's by Melissa Berkeley, and I love this. She talks about a study that was done back in 2011, and I'm just going to read a little bit of this. In it, half of the participants read about a crime-ridden city where the criminal element was described as a beast preying upon innocent citizens. So that was an animal metaphor. Mm-hmm. And then a second group read essentially the same description of the city, only it described the criminal element as a disease that plagued the town. So a disease metaphor. And then later when asked how to solve the crime issue, those who read the animal metaphor suggested control strategies, increasing police presence, imposing stricter penalties. And those who read the disease metaphor suggested diagnostic or treatment strategies, seeking out the primary cause of the crime reign, uh, bolstering the economy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So metaphor changed the way that people thought. Metaphor ch- changes the, the direction of thought. Yeah. <clears throat> right. <laughs> it's powerful. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a beast that needed to be controlled or it was a disease that needed to be treated. Mm-hmm. But it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was just the metaphor that was being used to describe the situation right, right. was different. So there, there, there's my little thing about well, metaphor. I, I love metaphors. metaphors. I talk metaphors. about them a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love is a yeah. battlefield. Love is a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> That's I I showed that uh, the video back when I was still teaching college students. I would show that uh, Pat Benatar video to them when we would talk about story elements and narrative, and, and they just thought it. was I insane. remember the video because <laughs> can we discuss the video without infringing yes. upon copyright? Because I believe she was helping other women who were embattled, and she yes. was giving them strength. And all yeah. of a sudden, they were all of a sudden these embattled women that she was helping up. They were, were warriors. Her, were, they were, were her background dancers as well. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Here, dance behind. Dance behind me. I want to. And the fierce expression on her face. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember I loved that when I was, gosh, I was in my 20s mm-hmm. when that came out. And it was just like, woo, look yeah. at that that powerful woman expressing her truth. And, and But then, you know, I look at it now, it's like, yeah, it's kind of corny. <laughs> yeah. You know, t- to show our age, I went to a Pat Benatar concert many years ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was in, at the BOK Center probably 10 years ago or so. And I was um, sitting fairly close, and there was a young guy to my right, and Rob and I were sitting there, and she was singing um, We Live for Love, which one was, is one of my favorite songs. And and I t- leaned over to the guy next to me. We had spoken and said hello, and I said, you know, this was my first 45. And he, he nodded. And then uh, she sang she sang a little bit more, and then he kind of leaned over and he said, "What's what's a forty <laughs> five? And I just was, I wanted to melt. I just like, oh no, you know. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize we were from different generations. I was just, just because sharing you're 30, a moment. Just because you're thirty years younger, <laughs> smart Alec. a moment. Yeah, yeah. But I think the the popularity of that song was definitely in that video because that video was so. Oh yeah, I was you couldn't turn on MTV without was that mo- video popping. There up. was a movie in the early '80s called The Legend of Billie Jean. Yeah, and Pat Benatar sang the main song of that. Um, um, 
Invincible was was the, her song in that, and I think that added to the the, the popularity of the movie. Yeah, Pat Benatar was a force. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's not that's not you know a wonderful in terms of originality metaphor. Love is a battlefield, but the song you know really illustrates it like mm-hmm. poetry does, and the video definitely illustrated mm-hmm. how love was a battlefield. Absolutely, yeah. a battle, physically a battlefield. Yeah. You know? So that's a metaphor that synced. That yeah. was sinking into the popular culture psyche right yes. there. Yes. If you were youngish and uh, alive and aware and listening to music in the 1980s. Yeah. 80s. Oh, the, the, the pinnacle decade in, <laughs> in the history of the world, in my, in my opinion. Sean, I was going to ask a question about, about this poem. Okay. Where did the rest of you take root and bloom? Do you think this woman um, – might not have felt safe in, in asking, maybe not felt safe in asking this question of family and close friends. Maybe they were tired of hearing her wondering this or pondering this, and and she wanted to extend it to the rest of us. Because in our society, we tend to say, "Oh, you know, get over it. They're mm-hmm. fine. We're mm-hmm. doing fine. Be happy. Yeah. You know, cheer yeah. up. Smile. Cheer up. Smile. Cheer up. Yeah. Cheer up. Yeah. People oh, are always telling women to smile. Uh, women. Yeah, yeah cheer up and smile. You, you're you're prettier when you smile. You, <laughs> and you just want to slap the person yeah. that's saying that. F you. F, right. <laughs> but where did the rest of you take root and bloom? Um, it, it should be a question that this person can ask for the rest of her life, and and mm-hmm. and not you know not be chastised or you know, let's not talk about that. Not you know, mm-hmm. let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the the purpose and the and the power of the museum, and as far as I'm concerned, a safe place. For people to express themselves mm-hmm. poetically, yeah, and there's freedom in that. There's freedom in expression, Definitely. you know, being able to express yourself. Yeah, yeah, and, and write on the walls and respond to things in ways that make sense or don't make sense. You and, know, and, and feel something, and and, you know, and feel something. Yes, I, I, I was. It's okay to feel it, even if it feels bad in the moment. In the space, and when I read this poem, where I thought maybe the little ones had the little ones had passed or died or something, I was thinking, and we don't want to get political, and I'm not going to. But you know there are things happening. Are you sure? I'm positive. I promise. <laughs> but there are things happening right now in the world that are upset, yeah. upsetting to me. Yep. yep. And there are images I see that are staying with me, and I can't seem to get rid of. And uh, there is an image of of a mother being carried out on a on a stretcher, and she's heavily pregnant, and, she, and she's very 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 injured, and neither mother nor child survived. Now. I, it has been in my mind and in my uh, – I want to write about that in a poetry, in a poem, or in, mm-hmm. I, I want to express that. Mm-hmm. It's it's ruminating in uh-huh. me. Yeah. And I want to get that out. Mm-hmm. And um, does this happen to you where you – something has happened that's mm-hmm. like – the words will come to me in time, but mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want these two people to ever be forgotten. Of course, the the, the husband that came to collect them, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. will he ever be the same? Never. Mm-hmm. But there are things that are happening now that I really want to write about and just express and and uh, maybe to ease my concern and my mm-hmm. I feel so helpless mm-hmm. in wanting to because when you see such incredible injustice and we often think. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't. I'm better not. I'm glad it's not me, not our mm-hmm. country, not yeah. this. Or what could I possibly? What do could about I do? It? You know, yeah. that th- my money's not going to be missed if I send it or whatever. And uh, but that made me. That somehow to me is connected to this to this, these mm-hmm. words. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that. And I've re- I've told you this before, and I don't know whether you agree with me. I think there is beauty in sorrow. Why, why would I disagree? With oh no, no, no! I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you. I, I, 
I'm saying that it, it's not a common thing. <laughs> We're going to fisticuffs here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but, I, you know, there is beauty in sorrow. Even though it's not easy yeah. to look at, this may not be easy for her to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, Because beauty is truth and truth is beauty. Truth. And that's Keats knew what he okay. was talking about. Okay. Yeah. There is there is beauty in sorrow, but that you know that photo to me was the epitome of sorrow, mm-hmm. the epitome, and yet mm-hmm. that photo was beautiful, mm-hmm. and as as haunting as heartbreaking as it was, it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and it needs to be seen, yeah, yeah, and well, experienced, and that's the essence of tragedy. I mean, a a well written, perceived, constructed tragedy is extremely sorrowful, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it embeds deeply in you. Yeah, I, I think that. because we recognize the truth mm-hmm. when we see it. We may we may not want to acknowledge it at the time. You know, there may be concerns, there may be political political concerns battling in our heads about it that mm-hmm. make us not want to uh, see what is truly there. But yeah, subconsciously, we recognize it. Yes, and I always think statistically, statistically, that could be me. Statistically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, it's lucky that it's not me. Absolutely, it's, uh, that it's not my friends, family, you, mm-hmm. or that you know this is not happening in our streets and cities mm-hmm. and the country. But statistically, it could so easily. So I think that's where we need to step out of ourselves and say we need to address this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and that's what poetry tries to do, and that's what metaphor uh, metaphor tries to do is to show you something, to make you see something in a way that you had never seen it before. Um, that's the that's the potent quality of a metaphor, and of poetry in itself. And so, if you were going to, you feel called to write about that photograph that you saw, and if you were to do that. My advice, you're not asking for it, but my um, advice would sure, be to you certainly. is just describe it. Describe, describe what you see. Mm-hmm. And from that description, the poetry will come. Okay. Yeah. But start with what you see. Mm-hmm. And the then image, the image. start with the image and then the uh, emotion will be evoked from that. Yeah, yeah. It comes from a place mm-hmm. of, yeah. Yeah, and again, that's what the, the power of a metaphor is. A metaphor is actual things. It's actual objects. In our poem, it is the womb. It mm-hmm. is the room. It is the root and the bloom. Those mm-hmm. are physical things and that think, evoke emotional feelings. Think about that. Root. Emotional feelings. <laughs> that's the same thing. Yeah. Womb, room, root, bloom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just flow, 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 flow. Mm-hmm. Yes, but they're physical things they're, they're, because they're, if you were they're tangible things, they are tangible things because if you were to look at that photograph and then just start writing about how it makes you feel, I'm sorry, but nobody cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you look at that photograph and start describing it with your own words and your own perception of what you're seeing there, then we can see it also, mm-hmm. and then we can begin to care. And funny you should mention that because when I read this again, these are questions that I'm asking this woman who's been carried out. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just one one sleep one living in her room at this time. Where did you take? Where did the two of you? Where have the two of you taken root and bloomed now? Now that you're, you know, they're obviously they're they're no longer with us. 
That's interesting. You just revealed that to me. These are questions that I, w- I, I was asking myself about that photograph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. Well, and then that's the worldly, that's the universal of a, appeal of a really good poem, too, mm-hmm. is that you can connect it to other images and experiences in uh, that you see elsewhere or that you've had elsewhere. Right. Because some people think, well, I can't write about my spe- specific way that I see something because nobody else will understand it. Well, of course we will, because mm-hmm. if you write about it in terms of what it looks like and feels like and sounds like, we we are all humans, yeah. and we all have senses, yes. and we that's what will connect us. And we us. all have experiences, and you you will take us on your journey. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's but if absolutely you just, right. But if you just tell me about how you feel, it's not mm-hmm. – I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that as ruthless. It's just like that's not poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, as a friend, if you want to sit down and talk to me about your feelings, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen. But as a poet, mm-hmm. show me something that will create the you, feelings. You mentioned fo- forced rhymes recently, <laughs> in recent po- and I was that is so true because I I have in the past, like in in, in school, think what rhymes with what rhymes with door. <laughs> well, when we it, all do that, right, yeah. I, right, right, right. But if you ever if you have if that has to be if that's the criteria for writing a poem, it's going to be bad. It's not. <laughs> Don't, it's not don't do be it. Good. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. What rhymes with pickle? <laughs> what know. rhymes with orange? Orange. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Storange. Storange and orange. <laughs> so uh, we got some wine and we got we a game wine. here. Got a game. Got you want to do this game? Yeah, I do. We're going to try this. I don't know how this is going to go. This is a little game I got in the mail, and it was put together by a poet, which a lot of you all will probably know. His name's Taylor Malley, and uh, he's written some really great uh, poetry that's out there on the web. And he made this little game. It's called Metaphor Dice. And the cover of the box says, Roll, Write, Repeat. So it comes with... Roll, Write. Let's say Roll, Rinse. (laughs) Roll, Write. (laughs) So it comes with these dice that you can make a metaphor of. So we just have a couple of minutes, and and let's let's make a metaphor. Now, do we roll a certain... There are red, white, and blue dice. Yeah, I would Um, do a red one first. So pick one of these red ones and roll it, and then see what comes up. What does that say? Happiness. Happiness. Dang, I don't like that word. Now now we roll a white dice, which is an adjective. What's that? Glorified. Happiness is glorified, and now we roll a blue dice, which is the object. Promise. Happiness is a glorified promise. Wow. (laughs) You are good. And I did those with almost my eyes closed. (laughs) But here would be the the test. Okay. Can you then explain how that is true? Can you give a, like, situation where – Happiness is a glorified promise. Oh, I'm sure I could, but but this glass of wine has eliminated all of that (laughs) analytical process. Um, um, You know, happiness is a state of mind. Um, uh, Well, think about a situation where you would feel like a promise is being fulfilled. uh, A promise is being fulfilled. Okay. It could just be like, you know, two people standing there getting married. Yeah. Yeah. That's happiness. That's a glorified promise. Glorified promise. And they are very happy. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm drawing such a blank right now, people. <laughs> I can't even tell you. You know, this is terrible. <laughs> That's all right. Let's do another okay, one. All right. Okay. I'll do one more. All right. I'm going to pick okay. another dice. All right. Poetry. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Poetry. Poetry is divided like a trophy. 
Okay. Okay, we're going to have to rearrange that because sometimes they don't. Poetry is a divided trophy. Well, I don't know. Could that be? Poetry is a divided. No. A di- divided, divided poetry is a trophy. No, that didn't work either. Can you make it work? It's almost making. It's, it's trying to. It's trying to make sense. Okay. Um, the dice is trying to th- make sense. To me, to, to me um, I think poetry is a trophy divided. I think that poetry. Oh, okay, I like that. Poetry. To, to some people, uh, a good poem is is like a, a, an award, a, 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 okay. a trophy, and some people are going to either uh, understand this award and agree with you uh, with you uh, earning it, uh-huh. and some are not. It oh. is divided. Right. And you're holding your hands up like it's a trophy that has the two handles on right. the sides uh, of it. Again, I didn't even realize I was doing no, that. No, no, yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> okay. Poetry is a trophy divided to me. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that one, folks. The other one was like, you know, didn't get Yay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that. I don't have the clapping and of hands. Course, and, of course, you had to get the poetry, which is sort of like serendipitous. Out there, you know. Couldn't Absolutely. help it. Yeah. What was the one that you got? I got happiness. 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 Yeah, promises. Happy, happiness goes with you too, Bill. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I need some happiness. <laughs> <sighs> okay. But, so on that note. Yeah, I'd, I'd like folks to, um, if they would like to read this poem and give us their opinion, because this is very cerebral, mm-hmm. very deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let us know if, if if the events in the world are affecting you like they are me, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're wanting to write about it. And Send us your we'll thoughts. Com- we'll commiserate and collaborate. You can email us. You can comment on our post on the – we don't – on Facebook, we don't have a page that's just for Wacky Poem Life. We post things on the museum page. Rump. So go to Facebook, Rump. Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, and uh, comment comment on us there. Yes. And share, and please, please, share. please yeah, yeah, yeah. review us. Give us five stars. Yeah, yeah, you know, again, because we want to we want to climb that we list. Keep, we, we, you know what, Bill? We moved up one spot. Are we 30 – are we 35? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, my wish came true. My wish came true. So happiness did was a promise fulfilled. Yes. There we go. And thank you, uh, poet, for the the poem that you wrote this week and sharing part of your life for, with us. And we, we hope that we have uh, stewarded your poem well. I in hope this so. Episode. I hope so. And thank you for sharing that deep personal poem with us. See y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>